Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina Colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with episode 107. The boys have had a bit of time off and we're all back together again, which is nice. Um, so whip round, see how everyone else's Christmas was. Um, so Jobber, you're fresh off buying land in the metaverse. So tell us about that, mate, and how you <laughs> didn't get ripped off. Um, yeah, no, I spent a lot of money on Dogecoin as well. So that was really good over Christmas. That's flying. Um, but no, it's good to see you boys. And Shauna, you've been doing a bit of work as Romelu Lukaku's publicist, I believe. <laughs> yeah, um, it's gone well so far. We've made some waves, to say the least. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like your take on on, uh, on your publicity. Yeah, it's really really new. Um, and Bar- Barney, you've changed your name to Patient Zero, Jobber tells me. So what's happened to you, mate? I'm not, I'm not Patient Zero. Never- <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Sam. <laughs> oh, Sam, keep it down. Never been infected, never will. It's all a scamdemic. But uh, no, I'm feeling good. Enjoyed, enjoyed some time by the, by the pool with a few spice rum and Cokes. So no sugar, Job, just so we're still on that diet. Don't worry, mate. And um and Halsey, the boys have tapered off a bit Liverpool recently, so we'll <laughs> yeah, get to but it. But yeah, you're not, happy not about as that. severely as last year, so we're we're all we're all good. Yeah, all right. All right, we've got, <laughs> we've got a stack show to get to. Um, we're going to do a bit of a review. We'll touch um on the um transfer window. It's um freshly open, and we'll see how much of a scattergun approach Newcastle's going to take. Um, check in on the predictions at the end too, which should be good too since we're halfway through. We did predictions at the start of the year, so we'll see how they're tracking and see how many I've got right so far. Um, but let's get into it then, Barn. Weekly happenings, what do we got? All right, we'll start with Romelu Lukaku. Does he stay or does he go? That's a big question. He's had some uh, a cheeky little interview during the week with uh, Sky Sport Italia. And there's been a lot of controversy come out of this. And I, I actually want to know what you guys think of this because I watched a, a bit part of that interview. And is this the most overblown reaction to an interview ever in football? That's a big mm-hmm. question because there's been a lot of overblown interviews. I haven't seen the interview, just the, just the aftermath. So I can't comment on whether it was overblown, but it does seem pretty out there. Um, Sean, we're from a different vintage here, but I reckon Kevin Keegan's one um, in 96 would be the most overblown when I would bloody love it. I would love it, yeah. That was the one that comes straight to mind there. No, but they have Barney, to go to Middlesbrough is, and get a point. Yeah, they, I would love it. Um, no, Barney, it was it was just insane, wasn't it? Like, what's he thinking? Just the greatest gift that you could give a United fan is just commit the same sins that you did at Manchester United. Be like, well, I play like this and now I can't play any other way. I, I don't know what. What's going through his head, and who gave him that advice? What, what do you What do you guys think about the timing of it? So, he was one of the things he like slightly backtracked on is the timing. So he said, "I did this interview two weeks ago, so now it's coming out." I sort of lost a little bit of context because I was back in the team, um, so it might seem a little bit odd. The other thing I enjoyed in terms of fallout was uh, Paolo De Canio's reaction. Did anyone else see this? No, I didn't. Um, so <laughs> Paolo no. De Canio, uh, he pretty much he pulled no punches. Basically, um, he said he's just a lump. And um, and anyone could have won, any functional player could have won the league um, at, at Inter um, in yeah, his position. Yeah. He, he, named, he dropped that, he named a couple of names. I think um, himself. Jacko was in there. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't mention himself. Um, a couple of other names um, escaped me at the moment. But, yeah, he, he rattled off sort of four or five players that he think could have just done a functional role for Inter and won them the league. And then he said, typical um, modern day player, he sort of uh, found his way out of the team, and then he's just cracked it completely, and um, he's just got no, um, no resilience or anything like that. So strong words from Paolo, but they're sort of looking a little bit true. I don't, I don't mind that from a man who was a fascist and also <laughs> pushed a referee back in his day too. Yeah. And um, the tattoo, but, tell him about the tattoo. Uh, so for those who don't, don't know, you got the same one job, Mussolini. don't you? <laughs> he's got he's got a Mussolini tattoo on his calf. So oh like Jesus! Yeah. But I, I don't disagree with Paolo in the sense that like Inter's top of the league again, and they've got Jekyll as a target man. So potentially, like it's not that far from the truth. But um, it right. was good to see it was good to see the uh, Kahuna's on Tuchel to drop him for the Liverpool game. I really enjoyed that. I think there was that was a 
a real like line in the sand moment because yeah. like granted yeah, like Chelsea that. are Chelsea are as good as the sum of as the sum of their parts and he's just a part of that. But I thought that was really good from Tuchel to do that. But did, yeah, for, did you for actually? Sure. I think that one thing that um he probably was um, worrying about was when they went two 0 down. He was thinking like, "Geez, I put I put him out of the squad completely, and now I'm two 0 down. Is this the best move?" But he he made it through in the end, Tukes. Yeah, but did you do you guys actually think what he said was that bad? Like I watched the, the bits that like people were saying yes. like was really really bad. Like, but I knew it's in one of his ten languages he can speak, so it might, a little bit might have got lost in translation. But it didn't seem like it was that like like he seemed like he got vilified for saying some stuff. He's like, yeah, look, the system's you know maybe not what I'm used to. I've got to try and work and get back into it. I'm not. He's like, I'm not happy and I'm not playing. Which, uh, but I'm. Um, I've got to work through that and get better and and work my way back into the squad. Like it's not. He's probably just saying he's being more honest than most players are in that situation. And while yeah, you shouldn't go too deep into it. It's. I I just don't. I think he's been overblown a bit for what he actually said. Yeah. No. I think it's probably on par for for what he said. He. It, you got it. Like the full context of it is that um, Chelsea went and paid a hundred million for him to bring him in. Um, and then within sort of less than six months, he's already yeah complaining and stuff like that. So, and, and he would have had media training and all the rest of it. So there's just a bunch of stuff you can't say. And for me, that's one of them. So based on what Jobber mentioned about Jeko, you guys are saying that next season Inter will win the league, and then uh, Chelsea are going to sign Jeko for 120 mil. Is that what you're saying? I think there's a, there's a number Bring of things at the play there that, yeah, that probably won't work out. But um, Barney, I do <laughs> kind of agree with you a little bit. I'm sort of on the fence there because I feel like the things he said in response to a question got pulled out in isolation. And then like you put them in isolation and they sound really bad. He's like, oh, I want to return to Inter at some stage in my career. That's yeah. not like a come and get me plea. It's just yeah. like a but nice thing an, to say. Agree. He's got to be gonna, smarter. He's got to know that. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can't tell me he hasn't had media training. You can't tell me he doesn't have a PR team. Like he, he knows that he... When he says those little bits, as you say, um, that got taken out and and you know played in isolation, he has to know that that's what's going that that's going to be the headline. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I think yeah, I, it's naive. I think I think yeah, the interview was more set up for him trying to like save face with Inter fans. That's what it seemed like. Because at the end, he's like he's saying how apologetic he was to Inter. He's like he's so sorry it went the way it did and all this different stuff. And it like it seems like he was more trying to save face with them rather than like try and work like you know say something controversial to you know push his way back into the team at Chelsea like it was very much geared towards that at the end I imagine he got a, a call or his publicist got a call from Abramovich just to say um yeah just checking in um that Rom knows that we pay his wages not not Inter <laughs> um and the Chelsea fans are his fans not the Inter fans yeah, you got to be careful with the uh, former Russian oligarchs too with around what you say publicly. I think I think it would be wise for Romello to just sort of lay low for a bit. Um, Don't having lived in Victoria for the last two years, I know I know how that is. <laughs> just fine, allegedly. All right, so let's move on from Romello and let's focus on Afcon. It uh, kicks off very soon on Jan sixth, I believe. And uh, all the players have been released, or the ones that are actually going from the EPL and other leagues around the world. Um, but there's been a bit of controversy, as there always is. Um, the tournament was meant to happen mid-2021 in between the seasons. Obviously, it was moved because of COVID, and now it's happening over the next month. And Watford have got themselves in a bit of strife here because they have uh, not, they're basically not releasing uh, Ismail Assar, who's probably their best player citing a knee injury uh, and they're also not really releasing Manuel Dennis or trying to sort of pull the ball over Nigeria's eyes and saying, no, you didn't get in in time. What do you boys think about this? Is this a bit dog from Watford or they got to do whatever they can to try and survive? Nah, rubbish from Watford. You got to let the boys go. And then if you're, if you're the players, you've got to like, if they don't clear him to play because of a knee injury, then bring your own medical staff in to get cleared if you think you're yeah. fine. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, that's bullshit. You got to let the um, international tournaments, especially when they only come around every four years, that's soon to change. Um, you got to let them go. Terrible. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, dog move by Watford, and yeah, I think obviously, yeah, it would have been better if it was between seasons, but it's not. But it's still like, if it was any other like international sort of continental tournament, you'd let it go. Like, 
if imagine if it was the Euros that wanted to play now. No one would bat an eyelid. That's but, what I was yeah. going to say, Holes. Like, yeah. imagine if this was the Euros. They're like the uproar would be unbelievable if they refused to release them. That's just out of control. So disrespectful. Yeah. Look, Job, I probably disagree with your tweets earlier. I don't think it is a small tournament. I think it's a real tournament, <laughs> and I think all the players should be able to go. What's the, what's the likelihood of um, a COVID scare running through the players who attend? Like, is it is it ninety nine point nine percent? Like, so Salah and Mane will miss two games, but then you got the fourteen day isolations as well. Yeah, like, can't be any worse that. than what they're doing at the moment well, in the UK. So, do you reckon they have to isolate if the players that have already got it? Because I think Mane's already had it. I don't know about. I don't think Salah has that I know of. I, I don't. I think you can get it twice. I don't think it's yeah. like a chicken box. No, no, of course, of course, but. People they're they're still a lot more lenient with it, I find, especially for big money sports. Yeah, yeah. look, tune into my medical podcast, and you might just find out. <laughs> oh, well, got shut down by the CDC. Yeah, and Jobber's new medical <laughs> podcast will be releasing episodes each week just after his crypto podcast <laughs> from jail. <laughs> from jail. <laughs> All righty, let's move on to some. Get let's up. move on to some transfer news, uh, and. As Sean had mentioned earlier, Newcastle have loaded and fired the first shot of their scatter gun, and it's hit Kieran Trippier from Atletico Madrid, who looks like he could be on for a move to Newcastle, a big money move as well. Sean, how do you uh, how do you feel about this? I just this well, I think this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Not in terms of Trippier, but in terms of um, Newcastle's approach. And I'd like to think that it's not true. Like I don't know. He's playing for the Spanish champions. Um, they're doing pretty well this year. He plays all the time. He started in the Euros. He's playing the Champions League. Does he really want to go and get in a relegation scrap? Or is a pound note worth too much for him? I don't know. So I think you're really going to see some players in that space um, having to make you know sort of real tough decisions. Especially Trip Tristan is pretty young still. I think he's only 31 or something like that. So he's got some, he's got some time left at the top. Is he pretty young or 31? You need to decide. 32, I believe. That, yeah, 32, no, but that's young. That's young. <laughs> you can't you can remember how well he plays the draft. Like yeah. their, their career isn't over um, at 30 anymore. It no, is when you move to Newcastle. It is when you move to Newcastle at 30. Yeah, and that's fine. I think it, if it's over, go to China, go to Newcastle, get a check, no problem. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's still got stuff to give, doesn't he? I think I think he's I think he's just at the uh, towards the end of his professional career. And he's like I would get a fat paycheck, move back to England, and mm. like because that I reckon that Simeone style would be really exhausting too, especially if you're a wide defender. Like that would be yeah, really tiring. Be. So he'd add an extra couple of years to his career Where, probably. Yeah, or is that Newcastle style? <laughs> um, under Brucey, it would have been much much easier. Get out your feet and whip it down the channel. <laughs> you turn around. Yeah. Get your head up. Get, Imagine um, the range with him and John Joe Shelby playing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on free Stay kicks? Wide. Stay wide. question wide. for you, Barney. Is um, do we have some stats on this this deal? Like, is it like a a fee and a and a weekly salary for him? I, I'm not familiar. Uh, I believe it might have been around ten million dollars million pounds um, a year contract. I believe. Yeah. So Barney, the fee okay. is recorded at twenty five million, but yeah, it's ten million a year, which well, would what's make that in weekly weekly wage. It's about two hundred grand a week it, for the lemon. He'll be he'll be yep. the highest paid yep. player yep. at Newcastle at that point um, for, the, for the next but, few days. I mean, realistically, you wouldn't go you wouldn't go there unless you were. But yeah. imagine if he goes there, signs a three year deal, and they go down, <laughs> and he's playing in the championship. It is a World on, Cup year. Yeah, too. yeah. Just, on two hundred thousand a week, but hey, not bad. I do anything for two hundred grand. Yeah. A week. I don't even I don't even think he's starting at Athletic at the moment, right? Like, so he's out he's out of the squad. If he wants to get any have any chance of making the World Cup squad, then he's, he's got to like play. he's yeah, got to play. And in England, yeah, you're the, going to have the most like it's you're the middle have, ground. But, yeah, but and you can't, yeah, you can't be like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this squad. You know, play right back at Newcastle, like maybe the worst team in the league, pipping Norwich yeah. slightly. Yeah, but if you but I suppose when he's whipping balls yeah. into Haaland and Mbappe, it might be different. But exactly. it's the thing, if he wants to go to the Premier League, there's a bunch of other teams. Like, he'll come to Leicester and start there. He'll go to Manchester United and start there. He'll go to Arsenal. No one's going to buy him. Yeah, he's, he's 32. He's going to spend 25 million on a 32-year-old right back. Man United. Manchester yeah, United. Man United is British. Is that plus add-ons, Barney, as well? But 25, 25 isn't that much for, a, a, as you say, an English player to come in. Um, oh, yeah, I just, I just don't think it's that much that much money and all and all so, these Premier League teams could afford that easy. 
so obviously this is the start of a, a bit of a like a chain of events for Newcastle, which we you predicted, Sean. So how many signings do you see them making over the next month? Oh, I, I see two things happening. I see them making a bunch of signings. I'm talking about six, and they're all they're Ooh. all like your Jaylings, they're your mm. um, Trippiers, they're your, those type of guys. Bring six retiring mid level, yeah. Yep. Yeah, or I see them just like <laughs> just throwing money at the wall and absolutely nothing sticking because no one wants to be the first guy to go there. They're, they're the two ways I think it goes. You got to warm up to it, yeah, and then you can hit your Mbappe's like right before <laughs> the window closes. <laughs> but you've got you've got to get your Jesse Lingards and your yeah yeah Trippiers. You got to get your Jalings in there. Someone's got to get a, some, a Neville. Someone's got to oh, feed him. Phil Jones feed him now he's back in form. Phil Jones, yeah. fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, there's apparently there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of or potentially a lot of loan with the obligation to buy. Yeah. Unless unless they get relegated, then then that's so, smart. Then well, what's, what's the theory behind that? Because I, like I, the stuff I'm reading, right? They're the richest club ever, and in football. So why are they bothering with like a loan deal? If you got so much money, then who cares? Why don't you just buy them straight out? What's the, is who's the loan deal protecting? Who's the loan to buy deal protecting, protecting them? Because they don't. Because they what they. I know you're saying they got loads of money, but they still don't, probably don't want to give away all that money for nothing. So it's like covering themselves slightly by being like loan obligation to buy, and then only if they don't get relegated though. Yeah. Okay. So if the well, it sounds like they got a more switched on transfer policy than Manchester United. They don't want to be. They don't so. be paying Kieran Trippier ten million pounds a year in the championship. Yeah, but at the same time, that'd don't be hilarious. They, if they got, if yeah. they've got so much money, and they're just you know literally taking it out of the ground, printing it, and and that's it. Like, does it really matter? Like, it's if if they are as yeah. rich as they say they are, it's just a drop in the ocean. Who cares what you're paying trips? Yeah, yeah. one season in the championship, and you're back up with a mm. full squad. All right, boys. Sales. So from so yeah. from one one club that's got a shitload of money to one club that has none. Barney, what's our next bid on here? <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't see this one coming apart from like when the rumors started mid mid December, but like Ferran Torres has moved to Barca for 50 mil. I want to see what the repayment schedule is on that because I reckon they've amortized it over about 50 years. A pound a week. Pound a, pound <laughs> a, a week. week. The euro. Yeah, it's uh it is um a fifty million pound move, and uh, but unfortunately for Barca, they can't actually play him because they need to move players out to register him. Don't, but does that's anyone so else think dumb. that's crazy? Like, where yes. is Torres's um, marin- manager on that? Like, why isn't he coming in to say, "Yeah, he can go. Yeah, he's the fee. Yeah, he's his wages." Oh, one more question. Can you register him? No, oh, don't worry about asking that. Just play on. But did he still get paid? Yeah, but his agent. So, but he can't play. Yeah. yeah. But his, his manager slash agent still gets paid. Like he's like, sign yeah, the paperwork, boys. Point. Give me my yeah. 10%. I couldn't give a shit if you play or not. I'm rich. Barcelona's not. <laughs> but the That's reason he's point. moving, he's moving because he wants to play. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And, and then now, at least at Man City, he was eligible for selection. At Barcelona, you can't even select him. You can't register him. <laughs> How long is that for? Is this the rest of the season? Well, until they get the wage bill below is yeah. the percentage yeah. of turnover, they have to get it below. Well, they'll just yeah. ship a bunch of guys out, can't they? Mm. Yeah. This is, oh, yeah, yeah. Just move Coutinho. That'll be easy. Coutinho, <laughs> new, <laughs> Coutinho <laughs> Newcastle. Get Dembele out the door for 140 million. Stop itself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is where all the Newcastle loan deals come in. Yeah, let's whip around the room. A good move for um, Barca. And what's your opinion on uh, Fernand Torres? Jobber, go. I think Fernand Torres is a great player. Um, Just wasn't quite good enough for City, but still had a lot of goals in him. I think it's a great move for Barca if they can get him eligible. Um, But they're they're not what they were either. So it's important that their style of play is different. Um, So it'll be a good move for him because he will get to play every week if he can get registered. Okay, Which I'm, sounds I'm like something you say at local level, doesn't I'm it? I'm be the opposite. Halsey, what do you think? Yeah, and no, I think I think it's a good deal for Barca. Yeah, if once they get him playing, because he's he's like a caliber above what they've got now. I think he's a workhorse of a player. So yeah, and but, it, you know, yeah. Bandog, what do you think? I think it's for good for Barca on the field. It's terrible for them financially. Um, <laughs> the team has just been talking about how much like bankrupt they are, and then they've spent dropped fifty mil the next transfer window. 
crazy, but I think they did get Amphitores. They got they got difference. like a six hundred and fifty million pound loan from some bank somewhere as well. I think so. It's probably yeah, funded. Barney, it just on that. So bankrupt doesn't mean the same thing that it did when I was a kid, does it? Like it's no, changed. No. It's just like it's just like an operating deficit now, isn't it? It's just like yeah. part of doing business. So I, right I think, passage. I think it's a bad move for um, Torres. I I don't think it's it's going to work out, but I think it's a good move for Barca. I think it's a good sign of strength that you can go and sign a player. Now they've just got to work out how to actually register him and get him on the pitch. Yeah, it does seem like they're like reaching a little bit. Like it's a good move and they want it, but they really shouldn't be yeah. be making the purchase. Oh. Also a really weird move to make when apparently all the rumors have been saying that Laporte is super worried about Real Madrid getting Mbappe and Haaland and you go drop 50 mil on Torres. I don't see how that helps yeah. that situation. But Especially, They could have used that 50 mil to pay the um, pay the agent fee. Pay the creditors. You know, or at least half the agent fee. Yeah, pay back some of those loans they got. All right, let's get into the football. And the first match we're looking at is Manchester City 2. Arsenal won, and it was a surprisingly rough performance from City, who you wouldn't have thought have won eleven in the row in a row and are on their way to winning another league title. Josh, what did you uh, see in this one? Yeah, like it was not a, the best performance from City, but it kind of was like a really good performance from Arsenal. Like they're—I don't know if they've been trying to do this for a while, and I just haven't watched them for a few weeks. But their like press, their high press was like really good. They like they look like when Liverpool play well, they look like that when they were pressing and, and turning the ball over. And so I think that whole having to actually defend and having more possession in, in their defensive third for City made them uncomfortable at times. And so Arsenal were able to capitalize on that. Um, and I think overall, if I had to say, I think uh, City kind of got away with one here as far as the result goes. So um, a bit unfortunate for Arsenal. Yeah, Josh, Go. I I agree with you. I reckon that's the most uncomfortable I recall City looking outside of like a Liverpool or a Chelsea or, you know, one of the upper teams. I thought Arsenal were really impressive for the first, probably definitely in the first half, maybe the first 60 minutes. Obviously the red card yeah. changed a yeah. lot, but like they're Potentially robbed of a penalty on Odegaard there as well. Um, but yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel Martinelli really brings something to the table when he's, he's fine, exciting. doesn't he? He started to mature a bit. And so, yeah, you're seeing his confidence grow. He's definitely got the the natural talent for sure. What did you guys think of the penalty? The, sorry, penalty and penalty shout. Let's go through the, the Arsenal shout. What, do you, what did you think, Sean? No, I've got a pen for that. Pen for that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think the Odegaard one no is a pen I did, well. I did initially, and then when I saw different angles, you see um, Edison gets kind of a stud to the ball, and then like Odegaard steps on his foot, and so it's kind of like, ah, uh, that means his foot was yeah. there first, and then you're like, yeah, but it shouldn't have been because he shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I was torn on it. I don't know. I've got so live action. I was, I was like, that's a pen, yeah, and then um, definite pen, and then when I saw the replays, I was like. Oh, it's a pen still, but it's softer than I thought live action. I, you know what I reckon yeah. made that pen worse is that Odegaard like did the big arched back and met and played at it a lot. I reckon if he just went yeah. down, he would have like been more likely to. I, I reckon that made it worse for him than anything. But I guess we're probably most of us think it was a pen, maybe not the Bernardo one. And it, before you answer, I want to know. I didn't actually know that. The players' legs were directly attached to their shirts. Because as soon as he yeah. pulled his shirt, his legs just. just no, someone away. tasered but him. He said he went limp. Him. Like a ball. Barney, that's, that's a pen. That's a, like it doesn't, it's, no, clums, it's just so clumsy it from was. Shaka. That's a pen. So here's my explanation of it. You know, when their knees first contact, that if Silva goes down there, yeah, no worries. I'll give that a pen. That's like, you know, it's, yeah, what it is what it is, but that's like a pen. But then their knees contact. And it's not obviously much contact. So he takes a couple more steps and then just goes stiff as a board and does like a full Superman dive. And so for me, it's like, well, now you've dived. So it's not a pen, if you know isn't what I mean. Because he took two more isn't, steps. Isn't that double jeopardy? Am I, am I remembering <laughs> yeah. that right from yeah, exactly. Class? It's double jeopardy. And also, I, I think it wasn't at least enough to overturn. Like for me, that's not a clear and obvious error either, as they like to say. All right. So, so we're all, I think we're all in a grant. It's a pen. It's just the <laughs> timing holes here with your Dermot Gallagher like um, interpretation. But did you yeah. think Gabrielle deserved a red card? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
That was a dumb foul to make. So clumsy. <laughs> like, there was a bit of Granite Jacker about it, wasn't there? there? Definitely the second Granite yellow card Jacker is yellow. And Wilfred and Dede in the box of the worst two players. <laughs> like, they're just so but clumsy. Sh- like, Sha- Shaka's so good when he's like surrounded by other players and he can be physical and run in and tackle blokes like that. Like, but as soon as he gets isolated one on one, you just don't want him anywhere near that 18 yard box. But it's, yeah. it's like it's not technique though. That's the thing that's annoying. It's decision making. Do you know what I mean? So it feels like someone can teach him that. But if he's at this stage of his career and played this many games and he still hasn't learned that, I, I feel as though he's not going to learn it. Yeah. So no. what about the first yellow card for um, Gabriel? Then that was Gabriel. Scuffing the spot. He's got yeah. it. Yeah. Because there was know, three you know other the plays. <laughs> there was like two other Arsenal players that scuffed the spot as well. Ramsdale, when they were watching the replay for it, he was digging his heel into it so much when no one was watching. The so, ground's been absolutely spewing about that too. Yeah. Like, what are He's you glad doing? he got sent off. <laughs> Fucking yeah. dogs. Does that actually do much to the penalty spots in like it's not like a penalty spots that we've played on mm. where it is genuinely a divot and you've got to like somehow it pull it out really of there. Affect me when I take it. Yeah, Sean, I was going to say, Sean, you missed a shitload of pens. What is it? The ground? Is it full technique? Is it lack <laughs> of leg strength? I've, what, what I've missed it? a handful <laughs> in my career, but uh, no, I don't think it makes any difference. You just put it like uh, slightly to the side, or um, especially I mean, if it's that yeah. scuff, the ref will let you. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to John Terry it. That's for sure. Yeah. I once I once scuffed a penalty spot on an Astro pitch in the grounds and was screaming at me. You did it. I saw you tried to do the futsal as well on the basketball. <laughs> Break your ankle. Oh. All right. What are, all right, boys. What, what, uh, no, I want no, last I'm, thing, Barney. Right, right, I think I just really want to say commiserations to Arsenal. There. It was really exciting. Um, and Gabriel Martinelli almost scored by the goals of season two. And I just, yeah, I think they have just gotten so much better throughout the season. We were really harsh on the start of the year. But, like, I think they're, I think they're the, Fourth best team in the country right now. Agree, yeah, job. Agreed, I think yeah. they did well. The last thing I want to say on this game is, though, I think all of that got overplayed a little bit. I know Arsenal did well, but I mean, at the end of the day, they still had twenty-eight uh, percent possession to seventy-two. So, yeah, good they job, were about Arsenal. 50, 40 to sixty at halftime, though. But after that red card, they just didn't see the ball again. Yeah, yeah, suck <laughs> shit, you little slugs. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal getting relegated. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. Here we got. Tottenham won Watford nil, the informed team of the competition versus probably the most out of form team in the competition. Uh, and it's probably, it was looking like it was going to go only one way in the first half there, but Watford pulled it together in the second half and Spurs are probably lucky to get out of this one with a win. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's definitely true. Spurs will leave this game and think, um, should we battled hard? I think they were pretty solid in defense, but I'm not sure they deserved to win. I think a draw would have been a little bit more um, reasonable outcome for, for both teams. But at the end of the day, I think that's what um, you know Conte's there for, right? Is it there to win these win these games that are, that are tight and get them over the line? I think like there were some bad performances on, on both sides, really. Like I'm not sure this is the best quality game, but I think the the worst of all was that um, Tottenham Hotspur shirt. That was an absolute fucking disgrace, Sam Barnett. It's so bad, isn't oh, it? Oh, my God. What are they doing with that purple I thing really with the like green it. thing down the side? No, get that out of my face. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I sort of felt similarly about the visual aspects of this game. Like, it was a tough watch. But in the first half, I was kind of impressed with how Spurs controlled the game. But I couldn't decide whether they'd gotten better or Watford were just so deep and shit that they just didn't care. But then the... The counter that is Harry Kane looks so shorn of confidence. When that the ball went across the 18-yard box, they, like Watford trying to play out, falls to Harry Kane, son standing by himself, and then Harry has like this weird side foot, misses the target by about three metres. And I was like, my are we watching God. the same? Awesome sorry, team. are we watching the same game yeah. here? That was not the, the, the events that happened at all. It was. Wait, it slid across the, the box. He, yeah, he took he a he- slightly heavy touch. Yeah, right. Well, well, is that where, yeah. where Skip, which, which Skip, yeah. Skip got it off the off the Watford guy, like into like yeah, that, okay, and then he missed it. He Harry missed, Kane it, he missed, missed it, it by about couldn't two, hit a bundle of the machine gun. About two yeah. inches around the post, he's out, he had oh. a bad first touch. The man's in form. He scored like three in the past three games. <laughs> he's not in form, but Lucas <laughs> Moore is. Not in form. Lucas Moore. Okay, is okay. In form for him. Whether he was in form or not, there was no way. Sun was not in enough space, or not in as much space as what you're hanging out. Like he was like an obvious pass. It was like he could have passed to him. But it was not an obvious pass. The shot was on. Just hit the target for fuck's sake. You the know? shot's not on if you're Harry Kane in 2021. Like it's feed the <laughs> ball. 2022. Read, read, read my name in the room, mate. New year, new Harry. It's his year, right? 2022 is his year. 
Sam, um, Conte made a lot of noise at the start when he came in about how he needs to improve the squad. Is he going to do anything in the January window? And if so, where is it coming? Apparent, apparently, he has he assessed the whole squad over like a couple his first two months or whatever he was in, and he made his decision and he was presenting it to uh, Hitchens and uh, Paratici, I think. Uh, ever like what sort of players he wants to get in. I still don't think they're going to get really get anyone in in this, in this window. window. Yeah. I feel like it's like to him, he'll be like, this is what I want. And they'll be like, all right, let's, you know, you plan to be here for a long time. We'll work on it now and we'll get them ready for the summer transfer window. I don't think it's, there's Just, anything yeah. coming in. Really? No, knowing how tight Tottenham are, I think yeah. they're probably looking at the table thinking, gee, we're six and we've got two games in hand. Maybe if we, uh, you know, um, keep our Let's money in our pockets, yeah, <laughs> and see if you can if he actually falls short because I don't want to spend the money. And we're going to make Champions League anyway. I think that's in the back of their mind. The, the, <laughs> so yeah, the only the only thing is is that there's actually a good chance now for us to make that last Champions League spot. Like it's really at the moment, it's looking between like us and Arsenal. Um, so there's like we've actually got a good chance of making Champions League. So maybe you, that will you push win the next game. You go in front of them. So yeah, yeah, that may, and that and that maybe you have to put, get like one signing, but I can't see any more than one, and it will be like, like it won't be a big signing. Yeah, you, you'd almost need the run of form that they're in to, like they haven't lost in the last five. You sort of need that last run of form to be bad going into this window. Then that, then they might have spent something. Whereas because it's been reasonable, I, I'm not sure they're he's already spend. improved the squad quite, especially defensively. He's improved the squad quite well. So yeah, he loves he loves Dyer, doesn't he? He absolutely loves him. He loves Dyer. He loves, he loves Sanchez as well, actually, and and that Davies. Yeah, I think Sanchez has actually been really good the last few weeks. But um, all right, let's move on to, from that one on to the next one. Here we've got Chelsea two, Liverpool two, and what a game it was! And really, really, really good result. For City. Yeah, I was wondering where you're going with that. It was, uh, I can imagine it was good for the neutral. Jobber, you don't count as a neutral, obviously. Um, but I imagine it would have been pretty entertaining. And to be honest, probably could have had a couple more goals. But yeah, it was pretty... Chelsea, both teams didn't look like themselves. Chelsea, for the for the better, they were playing like a lot more aggressive attacking football for obvious reasons, trying to, trying to get the result. And Liverpool looked off so it was it's especially that first half was really end to end and I guess it's sort of I felt at the time that, that that first Liverpool goal was a little bit against the run of play like Liverpool hadn't really had a spell they'd na- nipped that goal and then they had a little bit of a spell and, and kind of got the second um but yeah it was like if if it wasn't the whole Man City neither of us can can afford to lose or draw thing then I would be happy with the draw from this game based on the performance and that but I think neither team really is. So I don't know. What did you guys think? I think it was probably a reasonable result. I think the the game was like, like ten, the I think each side dominated in its own in their own time, and the game felt like it was swinging a lot. Like the whole momentum was swinging a lot. One team was really on top, and then and vice versa. Um, so yeah, like it's a draw is probably a fair result. Doesn't help either team, as Barney said off the top. The only team it helps is Man City. This league is over. It is officially over now. Man City yeah. will go on and win um, from here, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, big as we said at the top, big um, big stones from Tommy Tukes to um, leave Rom out, which they didn't look too bad. Like I think there's yeah. a time and a place for him, right? Like I think if you if you're playing a team that is, plays a low block, he's perfect for that. Um, but if you playing a team that's going to step up onto you, you probably don't want to. You probably might need a little bit more pace and a little bit more guile, a little more, bit more subtlety in that front third. Um, but let's go to the main part of the the whole game. And Job is a man who's hit many a volley in the time. What did you think of uh, Kovacic's uh, strike? Shit, oh, the, was... I think for those amateurs out there, um, I think the part that made it was the footwork before the volley. That That... Um, sharp feet to go backwards to get his body in the right position is what really gets it um, into that top corner, not necessarily anything technical with a strike. So, Sean, I was watching that and I thought to myself, this is the goal of the season. I'm just putting it out there for me. Just because, as you said, like, so the ball's looping up and he's got to take those steps back. And you see him, he just positions himself so perfectly to hit that. And then, like, ball's coming down at speed. He absolutely strikes it. You could not hit it much better, like, with that. And the post, back, always yeah, the aesthetics. Yeah, the yeah, post, yeah. off the yeah. post. And, honestly, absolutely stunning strike. Yeah. It strong. was, um, 
he, like the way he's backpedaling, if he had have controlled that on his chest and then like played it wide and kept the attack going or, or headed it, nodded it back into the box, you'd be like, oh, he's done it oh, right Oh, you there. mean the Ruben Neves? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, here one. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, here one this morning. <laughs> but like he... He, to hit a volley and first time and score, it was just, yeah, I was um, I was praying that there'd be oh, a VAR man. check for offside or some shit or what, like anything. What would have been great if that was the equaliser and it was a bit later on? Like they were 2 yeah. two nil down when he hit that and so he just sort of scored it and ran ran back and couldn't do much to sort of like apart from wave the people back. But the other yeah. thing I want to ask about, which it fucking annoyed me, so I hope it fucking annoyed everyone else, um, Mo Money, Mo Salah, scores his goal and then the no celebration against his old former team. What do you think about that? Oh, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, I, I noticed, noticed, I noticed oh, it. Yeah. Go back and, He's a oh. Chelsea legend, mate. That He's game two goals for him. <laughs> See, though? He got binned off to Roma because they didn't want him. <laughs> He's still like, yeah, he scored 150 Premier League goals now, two of them for Chelsea and 148 <laughs> for Liverpool. <laughs> but it still counts. Still, it still matters. But yeah, the one that annoyed me. Yeah, fair enough. We, we don't like that on this podcast. No um, So I'm a bit disappointed about that. I um, What bothered me was... Uh, Van Dyke's effort on that set, obviously Alexander Arnold was initially at fault, but then Van what Dyke's. Effort? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we we discussed this off air in the we in did. the group chat, yeah. and I, I said that he, he looked a bit off all game. And so I kind of wanted to ask you guys a bit more about he's he's just come back from having COVID, and obviously a lot of other players are getting it. Do you think, or have you noticed players that have come back from COVID? Do you think it may be having a more extensive yeah. effect on them? Oh, I thought it was based on the the stat. Like you obviously can't get dribbled past if you get nowhere near it too. So like if you just stay, yeah, if you stay five meters from the yeah. attacker, he can't go past you. And it was funny too because um, Thiago Silva put in a similar effort on Mane, but I felt like he genuinely got dribbled past in yeah, the second yeah. half. So, but no, it was I don't know if it was COVID or if it's just he just like didn't no, make his mind up. No, there it was. There it was yeah. weird. The whole overall his performance I felt might have been related to COVID because he did seem off in other parts as well. And but that but the, in that moment, yeah, he would normally kind of steam through and lengthen the stride, as they say, and and get across and put a block in or apply pressure, because um, it was still sort of savable at that point. I felt, um, but he didn't, so that was a bit odd. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I haven't noticed the, anyone's dip coming back from from COVID, but maybe I'm not watching sort of or have that for the front of mind when when it's happening. Um, but and uh, to be honest, I didn't notice that um, Van Dyke was having a, a slow game or a bad game either. But that particular moment just stood out to me so much. I was I was watching um, Pulisic sort of run through, and I'm like, "How's he got so much space? Like, where's the other defender?" And then when it went to the replay, I'm sort of looking for the space or how that come across. And as you say, he just he was like jogging back, and then like even sp- straight that, back he to goal. In position, yeah, like, yeah, he was out come, of position. In, in in my head, he should be sprinting across. To close him down, I can't work it out. Well, and he, and then even if he does that, I suppose the thing that you would say is don't go across there because you come across, he'll cut it back and for a tap in. But at least at that point, there's a chance he could miss the pass. There's a chance you could shut it down. Do you know what I mean? There's another piece of play in there, and if you can make yeah. it, if you make a, an attacker or a team do one more piece of play or make that extra pass um, to to actually score, I think that it lessens the chance of them scoring. So, yeah, I, it was really and a bit out of character too. To be, to be fair, he normally makes very, very good decisions. With my own uh, first-person experience uh, living with a COVID patient, oh, no. I can tell you that uh, being right, lethargic right is one of the lingering effects of uh, there you go of for COVID. Sure. Don't know about the Omicron variant, but Delta, yeah, it gives you it definitely keeps you lethargic for a few weeks, even when you're sort of you know feeling healthy everywhere else. So that's so that's be. so retro for you to bring up Delta, Sam. Yeah, um, no. So when did you get the Sam when you were six? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the world, um, man. I've experienced things. All right, you guys need to get out so, of your shells. I just want to get your perspective on one last thing. So there was an interesting yeah. bit of defending from Marcus Alonso for Mo Salah's goal as oh, well. Yuck! Um, oh yeah. I just shimmy. want to know how does how does the left winger get so far inside and still be in so much space when he picks the ball up? I know Marcus Alonso gets a little bit of criticism for his defending, but honestly, Salah picked that ball up and I was like, where is Marcus Alonso? There was like three players, I think Kovacic, Alonso, and even maybe Rudiger or someone just, yeah, were just all ball, was just ball watching. Yeah, he just mugged them all off. And then the ball, just Alexander Arnold's like, oh, cheers, dinks the little one over. And then um, a nice little hip hip shimmy. And yeah, yeah. Your, boy, your boy Mendy, the greatest goalkeeper of all time, gets done at the near post. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck's I, sake. I love how when Chelsea signed Alonso, he was like lauded for like, yeah, he's done. He, he's done. He's defending class in Italy. 
you know, he's going to be a really good defender, but he gets forward so well. And nowadays he literally just doesn't defend and he only attacks. Yeah, did you yeah. see did you see his volley that he um he sliced into oh, Rose Ed and you see Tommy oh. Took's reaction? Oh he was not <laughs> yeah. happy. Can't afford to can't afford <laughs> to be him off, mate. He's got no other left backs. Huh. Tommy Took Tommy Took's almost took off his um club issued hat and threw it on the floor. That's how curious it was. <laughs> Couldn't get past those sweat um, so patches. It doesn't get any easier for Chelsea. Obviously, they got City this week. Um so we'll touch on that later in the week. But yeah, difficult week for Chelsea, maybe we might see Rom even roll out on Saturday. Oh jeez. Oh. Apparently they're all good Should we now. Move on to the main so, event. Yeah, yeah. This is one I know Joe is trying to avoid this, like it's the plague. But let's get Don't into turn it. Turn your camera off. So, <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers one, Manchester United nil. God, United look good, don't they? Look really good. You're a funny. You're a funny man, Sam. So, what did you boys make of that first half? Like, as as people who watch a bit of football. Um, we'll just make it that first hang half on, for Manchester United. On. Before we get into that, I want to know what is the commentator's obsession with Phil Jones? And even Optus Sport as well were like drumming him up like it was a huge comeback. Like he hasn't come back from a major injury that I remember Training. or like or <laughs> yeah. some graphic, you know, horrible thing that's happened to him. He's just been shit and now they're so strapped for defenders that he now plays. Like how is that a comeback? Well, it's a, he's playing for the first time in 712 days, <laughs> Sam. And, How many minutes um, is that? <laughs> and I also, I can't remember which commentator. I think it was. It might be, might have been Michael Owen or it might have been um, Tim Sherwood. Uh, said that, uh, yeah, he doesn't have a lot in front of him. So as long as he can uh, tackle and head a ball, he should be fine to keep his spot in the team. <laughs> so that's how those. low the bar has got. Well, Phil, Phil Jones was probably, if Manchester United had to have a king of the match, thank you, Bubwaza, um, it probably was Phil Jones, to be honest. He actually played all right. Having Didn't Ronaldo played, start? Yeah. Having not played <laughs> in 712 days, he actually played okay, but it was just a really bad performance. Yeah. But I I feel like people are just jumping on now, like, and it's way too easy. Like, Ralph Ranjik wasn't the ideal appointment. People knew that. It was going to take time. And now they're like, we're three weeks into this change, and you're like, oh, you can't see what they're going to do. We changed the formation, blah, blah, blah. This person shouldn't be captain. None of that shit really matters. Like you can see how they're trying to play. It's just not that good. And the players just don't fit in the system. But it's very, yeah. like, explain, it's clear. Explain it to us though because I've commentators who, pun it to our respect, are like, I can't really see what's going Tim on. Sherwood. And I haven't yeah. watched all their games in this three period, but I've watched probably most of them. And I'm Still not 100% clear on the so, style. So there's like, well, the style is supposed to be control, but you can see that they're struggling to control the games. And like, I don't know if that's a, like it's a byproduct of like not being a possession-based team for a very long time. We used to go, Bruno, get the ball, do what you can with it. You know what I mean? Like we've got Matic and McTominay in there and there's going to be weeks where they're just not going to be able to control the game and slow it down. And then you've got that like 4-2-2-2 two, two, two thing where the two wide players come inside and they try and play like that. And that doesn't quite suit any of those players either. So he's trying to like stick square pegs and round holes. So they're trying to play with control and they're trying to play in this system and they just don't have either of those things right now. Plus they're trying to press and they haven't pressed in what two yeah. and a half years. Fitness. And you've got a bunch yeah. of, you've got a bunch of players who have come in and none of them are going to be particularly good at pressing. Like all those J- fifteen attackers. Yeah, well Jalings probably would be better suited. But like I think Ranyet's not brave enough to be like like I think if you got like a Conte over a Ranyet, Conte would be like Bad news, Bruno. You don't fit. There's the pine. Or he'd be like, "Oh, bad news, Marcus Rashford. Like you're fast, but you turn the ball over too much and too easy. Just trying to roll blokes. Like you're not the team. You know, Mason Greenwood. You don't quite fit in this. Sorry, but like I feel like they're just jumping on like weird shit as opposed to like actually trying to figure out. Like there's no doubt he's got a plan. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. But it's just like the players don't fit the plan, and it's only been. Four games. Granted, we've had a pretty soft draw in those four games, but it's only four games in, and you're trying to like basically rip up the roots and start a whole new philosophy. Like Liverpool, when Klopp signed, they were pretty shit. Pep Guardiola took time, mm. like, and he had all the resources in the world and a team that was pretty much set up for him. Like, I just think it's going to take time. Well, I mean, we we called it when they signed him. Like we said, it was this is not like it was unusual because it's not because United and the fans want results but he's not going to deliver good results straight away. Like that's not his style. He builds foundations and then, and you know, teams build on that. And that's, yeah, like you say, he's obviously trying to do that and it's going to take time because you're changing the way that the whole team's been playing for the last, whatever, how long it had been with, with Solskjaer for most of those players. So yeah, it's, it's a, 
it's a huge change for the team and the club. And yeah, it's it's um, going to be a long season for United fans, unfortunately. But it's a, it's a long term play, and so if it you know if it works, it could work out in in it, it twelve months time. But um, it's going to be a, a, some seriously big teething issues. Uh, well, we Sam, it might not even be a long term play because he's only signed on as a manager for but like he's six gonna months, be in the sp- and he might not be there at the end. But of he's going to be in the sp- in the he's a sp- is he signing on as this what it's sporting director or whatever consultant? Yeah, but it, type so role. I think that's like yeah. that's their idea of like if like because they're going to like if they're being smart about it, they'll bring in a coach that suits sort of what he's already done, so that you're not you haven't just wasted the past nine months or. It's United, so potentially they could go complete other direction. But well, yeah, it's just, um, it's Ralphie's picking the coach, so you would imagine then he's going to pick someone yeah. who can he thinks he can come in and take over. Um, he also did mention that um, as a consultant, if he thinks he is the best man for the job, he will appoint himself. So nice. Me, I'm really hoping that comes true. <laughs> I, love, I love someone who's brave enough to do that. He goes, "Who's the best man for the job?" Well, it's, it's me. I'll I'm, I'm up, the yeah. best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the best man I know. Have um, you seen the results in the actual. <laughs> yeah, it's mugged off Norwich. Got a good point away at Newcastle. Um, but I, in relation to the game, like one nil, really flat of Manchester United. Like they were god awful and just shorn of any confidence at all. Um, and the highlight of the game was Moutinho with a nice goal, but it was also the volley from Ruben Neves. My God, that man's got some technique. Also, if you're getting dominated mm. by Wolves this season, like you're playing pretty badly. They want the ball less than like anyone else out there. So. Yeah, they are very pragmatic and you got some problems if they're dominating the ball. Um, so they've actually scored 14 goals this year uh, and they have 28 points. So theoretically, though, every goal they score is worth two points. Efficient, so efficiency. I'm just looking at that, yeah. Have they conceded 14 as well? That results in losses, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It's a tight one, yeah, that's right. for sure. And they're only three points behind United. Yeah, not far off them, are they? So... Let's take a quick look at the table here before we get into these uh, predictions. So City obviously in top and blazing away 10 points ahead of Chelsea in second. Very disappointing actually that, you know, it's only taken probably the last four or five games for the title like sort of chase to be over. Like it's gone now pretty much, which is disappointing. Uh, Liverpool in third on 42 points and Arsenal in fourth on 35 with West Ham and Tottenham closely chasing them. But uh, the relegation spots haven't really changed. Still the real shit teams down there, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Watford just above them. But there has opened up a bit of a gap between 17th and 16th with Leeds win on the weekend. So Leeds and It is a bit tighter down there than I thought, like from 17th to 20th. It's it's tighter. Yeah, but Leeds at least and those teams above them now have at least got a a decent couple-win gap. So they should be feeling a lot easier in in uh where they're at at this point in the season and it's really it seems like a sort of four horse race at the bottom there um and i don't think it's really going to change from what it is now but we'll have to wait and see speaking of uh ladders i'll do a quick uh fantasy ladder update for those who are still paying attention i know Uh, i've dropped off yeah i have too to be honest so i've just and i can tell probably a lot of people have because just glancing at the ladder we have 30 people in the league, and so there's a team called Average, which basically each week takes the average score um, from like the overall scores. And, and they're winning. And that goes head to head against someone, and they're coming ninth. Ninth <laughs> out of 30 is the average team. So that's great. I think a few other people might have dropped off over the Christmas New Year's period. That's understandable. Um, so top four uh, is pretty much unchanged, I think. We've got JK Reds, uh, ALWFC, Barcelona in third, and Jobba the Hut to round out the uh, top four. And if we scroll all the way down in the relegation zone, we still have Sohi Milk FC, Intimi Van, and Dari Hills FC. But only, only you know, a couple of wins away from from saving themselves from the drop. Jobber, you're actually equal on points with Sohi Milk FC. Uh, just a heads up, you could be heading better down. Better go, friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually getting dangerously close as well by the looks of it. So better pay attention. Alrighty. Thanks for that, Josh. So let's... Get into our predictions. So we did these in the preseason. Um, we had a bunch of different categories. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to just give you everyone an update, reminder of where we're at for these uh, predictions. And we're also going to give each of the pod members the opportunity to change one category 
around. So you can change your answer in only one category. That's all you can change. What, whatever you think is the most egregious one you've picked. And I've got a few. So I don't know what I'm going to pick. But let's start with the first category here. And that was winner. So Jobber and Sean looking very good at the moment with Manchester City. Uh, Standard. Josh had Liverpool. And Come on, mate. Be serious. <laughs> I had, hey, it looked good there for a bit. I had, I had Chelsea, which I thought was a genius move, but apparently not. So uh, I guess what we'll do is if we'll go through each category and if you want to change it, holler out, holler out and let me know. If not, we'll move on. But anyone want to change those or are you pretty happy with those? I mean, Jobber and Sean, I wouldn't be changing them unless you want to put Tottenham well, in. Surely you can't change your winner. <laughs> Surely that's one you can No, well, change. that's going to say if you say you say say you change your top four, does that or like order? Does that automatically change who you assume the winner is then too? No, you can you can no change. It. So wait, I, don't I, don't I, so, don't, so I can say so I can change my top four to be City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, but then still have Liverpool as the winner. Yeah, if you yeah. if you if you, if you <laughs> sure. want, but also you I don't want. Look, I'm asking if that's in the rules. No, you can't can change, change too, both. Mate. Oh fuck! There ain't no rules. There ain't I'm, no, I, got, no rules. This is the street. All right, then. I'm not changing either of those, by the way. So oh, thanks for clarifying that, then. <laughs> what a redundant minute that was. <laughs> no, if I can't change both, hey, I'm not going to change either. I've got the one. listeners right now. <laughs> no, like, we're, on the, we're, on the, <laughs> we're on the clock. All right, all right. Top four. Uh, and these are also in order as well. So, uh, oh, no, Sean and Job didn't have the same one. They almost had the same one. So, uh, Jobber... Mine's right. Job's not. Jobber had City, Chelsea... United, Leicester, that's definitely wrong. Sean had City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United. That's still probably wrong. That will be wrong. Josh had Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United. Again, probably wrong. And I had Chelsea, City, Leicester finishing above Liverpool, which Jesus could happen, but very unlikely. Anyone want to change anything here? Or are, we, are we happy with these? Nah. I've got a better one to change. I think, yeah, I think I've got some worse ones <laughs> yeah, coming <same>. up. <laughs> I reckon. All right. Dark horse. I can see some changes happening here. Jobber, you've got Leicester. And so does Shawno. He's he's still happy with that. No, I'm going to keep that because Leicester had so many injuries and they've done okay. And I think once they come back, (laughs) we will be the dark horses and we will get that last Champions League spot. Question, yeah, question. So, yeah, what, what did we decide counts as a dark a Anyone dark but those result? four teams I've listed in, in the list there. Yeah, yeah. But what do they have to do? Qualify for Oh, Europe? like overachieve. Overachieve, Just overachieve uh, relative to yeah, who okay, they I'm, are. I'm fine with mine. So yeah. it'd be like Leicester qualifying for Champions League. But based on based on Sean's narrative there, Leicester have dramatically overachieved to sit in 10th, haven't they, with the injuries and coronavirus yeah. it's ver- and it's the versus economic situation in Africa? That's about par where they are. Don't worry about that. It's, it's, it's versus last year. It's not it's not relative to uh, what they've done over the past few months. It's not net spend job. You don't want to bring that <laughs> that ratio in. God, yeah, no. but COVID and, you know. Right. 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 So no, 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 no. Signing the best strike of all time and spending $100 million on on a guy you put on the bench. You, I mean, you don't want to factor that in. No one's changing, so let's move on. All right. West, uh, Josh, you've got West Ham. I'm assuming you want to keep those because they're it's a great pick, very good. Yeah. And I've got Villa. And it was looking really shit until Stevie G came in, so they're still looking good. All right. Golden Boot. Job, I just want me to write someone in for you now. You've got Lukaku, who may not even get on the pitch again for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's, got, he's got that far in How his belly How many has he got now? this season? Come two? Three? Why are you guys laughing? What you got two. Harry Kane. Yeah. He's way more rich. <laughs> he plays Kane. games. What's Harry is, he got still, is he still a professional footballer? <laughs> even after the weekend? At least we picked a guy who plays every week. If you call it that. All right. So, Job, what, what do you want to change Lukaku to? No, not leave him in there. Oh. Leave him in there. He's, he's going to come good. Jeez, all right. Uh, Shorno. Yeah, I'm going to put, um, I'm going to swap that for Mo Money. Mo Money. All right. Good move. This is basically decided as well. <laughs> yeah. Doug. So that's an easy point to get. All right. I'm going to leave mine. Josh, you're obviously going to leave yours. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave mine because my next one's way worse. All righty. Yeah, it is. So MVP worse than Harry Kane's season. MVP yeah, right. or best player, you know, most valuable player, what, whatever you want to call the it. Americans. Oh shit, Jopper. I see why he didn't want to change Lukaku. <laughs> so you've got Pogba. 
It's MVP. Yeah, injuries, injuries robbed him, hasn't it? Oh, here we go. Injuries. What's he injury? Attitude, performance, uh, skill. No, he's it just actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna change that MVP to Salah. Salah, okay, that's a good call. Uh, yeah, if it's done by Budweiser, it will be. All right, short yeah, right, KDB. Just popular opinion right now. <laughs> KDB. Yeah. Yep. Keeping him. Keep him in. I guess you can't change anymore, can you? So you're you're out. Uh, Josh Virgil. No, nah, I don't think he's gonna win it, but I want to change a different one. So okay. keep going. All right. No, but I think uh, he's jogging alongside the MVP, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just didn't quite want it enough. I've, I put Mason Mount as MVP. Don't know how that one didn't work out. About um, eight weeks ago, Barney, that wouldn't have been a bad shout. <laughs> I thought he was going to thrive in Tuchel's system, but he doesn't play every week. It's insane. Anyway, I'm going to change that to Salah as well because it's pretty much banked on that he'll nah, get that. Yeah, you guys would. All right. So the relegated teams, Jobba and Sean, I've got the same. Palace, Norwich, and Brentford. That Brentford one's looking good, isn't it? I don't want to change. I guess you can't really change anyway, you two. All right. Josh had Palace, Watford, and Brighton. Again, not looking too good. Nah, all wrong. I had Norwich, Southampton, and Watford. Uh, I'm definitely the closest, but I don't think Southampton will get relegated. So, no, does anyone want to change here? We're all happy. Josh, you don't want to change? No, nah, I still got a worse one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worse. <laughs> All right. An unusual event or weird thing that happened during the season. Jobba, this one's terrible. Patrick Vieira to win the sack race. I mean, it's already it's already proven he hasn't won it, so you've lost but the point there. Do I get do I get a point if he's the last last major sack before the season ends? Get no. your money back. It doesn't, um, it doesn't, yeah. They have, <laughs> yeah, they have only won five games though. So he's got to go. That's what I'm He's got to go. He's got to go. the joint up. Pretty <laughs> entertaining draw. How's he outlasted Jisco or whatever his name was from Watford? <laughs> the used car salesman. Hey, he bloody lost his Couldn't job. Find a suit to fit him. All right, uh, Shauno, you put a piece of Pep's clothing will go viral on the interweb ting. Yeah, oh, that's that's still and- very likely because you see, he was wearing the weekend. Yeah, but what, what about that Man City thing with the letters things that he had on his back that time? Oh, that went shit. viral for a little bit. Was he wearing an old school mm-hmm. Man City trying to make turtleneck? It go viral on the weekend or something like that? Yeah, turtleneck. Uh, that's yeah. No, that that's good. I think I'm halfway a, there on that's that. That's a good one shout compared to everyone else's. Yeah. Yeah. Heating up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you're keeping that, Josh. I'm assuming this is the one you want to change. Very. This is had- the one I want to change. After seeing uh, Phil Jones get a start on the weekend. Donnie on the bench again. I've got to change this. So for those who can't read this because it's a listening medium, uh, Donnie van der Beek uh, to get a start for United and then add it on maybe an assist. That was my prediction. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's so He unlikely. got a start. He got a start in the Champions League, didn't he? Nah. Oh, well, I assume it was Premier yeah, League. Yeah, Champions, 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 Champions League sell dead one rubber. job. Switch on, mate. Sell one. <laughs> EPL so, predictions, mate. I'm going to... Change that to something that's a bit more contemporary. And if you'll allow me to, I am going to say, if you count it as an unusual event, because I think it is at this stage, uh, Newcastle won't get relegated. Oh. Can I, I can you have, oh, I need, if yeah, it was January yeah. 31, I might, do, I might do, I might accept that. Yeah, that way no we'd be more informed. But they're going to sign uh, Lukaku, uh, Lingard and Trips. So. <laughs> All right. Well, how about, let me just get a uh, move on to yeah, the next you, one. You, I, I you, just check something. You think about it and I'll uh, go through mine, which I think still could happen. So I put down that three clubs will have new owners by the end of the season. So we've got oh, yeah. Newcastle already have new owners, richest Tick. club in the world. Uh, I had a f- I had heard rumors that Norwich were potentially going to sell up and get new owners, and it was someone else who I heard. Potential. I think there was another like Russian oligarch who was looking to come in and purchase a uh, a team in the APL, and there was a few that were getting floated to them. But I think this jo- is still Jobber potential. Those preference shares in Manchester United is that is that maybe what you're thinking <laughs> about, Sam? Yeah, that- sold them, Sam. So someone bloody bought them. You lost bucket loads of those, didn't you, mate? No, I actually, I actually made a profit. Um, I jumped out just before Ranjik was appointed. You know, the glory days when Ollie was in charge. No, I love it. <laughs> did, did they skyrocket as soon as Ollie got sacked? No, they've gone off a cliff. Um, actually, Frank Lampard was rumored to be buying Norwich, so that he could get himself the 
like CEO job and the manager's gig too. So fingers crossed. That's, that's right. They were saying, saying that when Lampard was going to come in to Norwich that he would be the first ever manager to have a larger net worth than the owner. When he was that's pretty cool. Which would have been pretty cool. cool. I think I've got my thing okay. if you guys want. What, what it, is it? Um, so if you won't let me have the Newcastle not getting relegated thing, think about it. But if you decide no, then then that's all right. But I would otherwise I'll say Harry Kane will score double digits by the end of the season. How many has he got? He's got four. four. You know they got knocked out of the Conference League. You know that, don't you? No, no. In, in the, the yeah, only including four. Premier League Premier. goals. All right, I'll take that one. Yep, you can have that one. Yep, you pay it. Yep. Which means I don't think it's going to happen. That's why it's funny. That's, that's outrageous. Funny. Did you watch him play on the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> A man in form. <laughs> All right. Well, Barney's got him his golden boot, so it's got to be some. Well, it's, I'm hoping that it, it pays off for you, Josh, because then it will get at least me somewhat of the way to. Yeah, and I'm hoping off. Liverpool win the league, but don't think it's going to happen. All righty. All right, Jobber, get us out of here, mate. That's Bloody it. Hell. Jobber, where can they catch us? Uh, you can catch us at email footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com, Facebook footballplayedonpaper, Instagram at footballonpaper, and Twitter at footballonpods. Good to be back, boys. Yeah, take care. See you next time. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. <laughs> <laughs>